welcome back to Solidarity on the Bench. I'm your host, Katie Yu, and in today's episode, I'm going to be telling you guys how to actually change your life. But before I do that, let me tell you a little bit about me and why I feel semi-qualified to talk about this topic. So let's go back to December 2021, Sarah COVID. We me. I was sitting alone in my room and I was scrolling on Instagram Reels and TikTok and I saw these things called 75 hard, 75 soft, all of these challenges. I actually tried the 75 soft with some of my friends a couple of months ago, but I ended up not really liking that program because I didn't really like the strictness of it and also I didn't like the idea of taking progress pictures. So I decided to try out this thing that I kept seeing on my For You page or on my Instagram Reels Explore scrolling, whatever it's called, called Project 50. And those six habits actually ended up changing my life. Not only was it the reason that my Instagram account blew up and now I have over 100,000 followers, which is absolutely wild and still cannot wrap my brain around that one, but it introduced six really incredible healthy habits into my life. Maybe actually five because I didn't really keep the creative one, but or I didn't really keep the skill-based habit, but I did keep almost everything else, which was being a little bit more conscious about what I was putting in my body in terms of food, getting enough water, reading every day, journaling my progress, and I don't remember the last one. Maybe it was sleeping more? Who knows? It's been a really long time since I've done that project, but since then, since incorporating all of those healthy habits, I feel like I changed my life for the better, and more so in terms of the fact that I aligned my reality with my dream reality at the time. Like, this is... I kept scrolling and seeing all of these Instagram girls drinking their green juices and work out for their mental health and I wanted to be exactly like them and I felt like with this project, I was actually able to change my life. So with all of that being said, I have a bunch of tips for you guys of things that I've learned throughout my time doing Project 50 and then subsequently the Consistency Project, which is a project that I made for students by a student because it is just a little bit more tailored to our hectic, busy schedules. And yeah, so I have a lot of tips and tricks for you guys for how to actually change your life and become the person that you see on social media or whoever you want to be. And whatever your dream reality is, I have some tips and tricks to how you can make your current reality mirror that dream reality just a little bit more. So the agenda for today's episode is I will give you guys all of those tips and then I will go into how those tips helped me and then some takeaways and obviously some quotes that I'm really loving. And if you guys like this, I kind of talk about this more on my newsletter. So be sure to subscribe. It is called the 111 newsletter and you can find it linked down below. So without further ado, let's get started on tips to actually change your life. My number one tip for anybody who's looking to change their life is just to start. I know that that is the worst tip that you could have ever thought of because it's really annoying. It's not anything revolutionary. It's also kind of annoying as a tip, but I promise you just start because you can't plan your way into success. I agree that doing research and having some background knowledge into how to start, how to get started, what uh, common failures might look like in whatever you're doing. So I'm going to take Project 50 and as an example and use that throughout when I'm talking about my tips. But doing my research for Project 50 would be like 
understanding what skill I wanted to work on and really making a plan for that and doing a lot of the back work to make sure that I am successful in whatever project I do. It might look like deciding on how I want to keep myself accountable, whether that is starting Instagram or have a journal or some other method of tracking my progress that may not be public. It could be private, it could be a private WordPress or whatever you want, but having some understanding of how you're going to track your progress or some understanding of what it means to eat healthy, what it means to drink this much water a day, and just having some sort of plan is very helpful. So that being said, definitely do your research before you start anything new, but don't overdo it because you don't know what you don't know and that is okay. I think that the biggest tip is we get paralyzed in the research phase because when you're starting something new, there are so many, there's so much information, especially if you've never been in this like area before. There's so much new information that you have no idea existed and there are problems that you would have no idea existed. So you can really go down a rabbit hole of research and trying to prepare yourself. But there comes a point where there are diminishing marginal returns econ major, which means that you kind of plateau in the amount of information that you receive based on the amount of hours you put in. So you really have like a diminishing gain of how well you, this research is actually going to help you in starting the thing because I think that the best research for finding out problems and stuff is really just to work through them when you get there and that is the fun as well of starting something new is that progress and really falling in love with the progress and not necessarily the outcome so if you find the progress enjoyable if you find the journey enjoyable just start and you can do that research of that problem and how to overcome it once you hit that but you shouldn't really psych yourself out with writing down every single scenario that may happen and then your solution to fixing it because most of the time that just leaves you in this paralyzed space where you don't want to start anything because you feel like you need to research everything and know everything before you start. So my second tip is also just to try out new things often. And I wrote this down in the sense that I heard somewhere where adults are really not allowed to try new things. Like socially, culturally, there's a stigma around adults trying new things because we feel the pressure to be good at all new things. Or we don't wanna be embarrassed by trying something new. We wanna have just had, just know how to do it, right? Like if you're trying a new sport, it feels embarrassing because you're playing against people who have played volleyball for like seven years and you've just never touched a volleyball before. But I'm here to tell you to take the pressure off of yourself to be perfect in trying these new things and bring out your inner child and really, again, emphasize the process of learning and enjoyment over the actual action itself. The more you can try new things and put yourself in really uncomfortable situations, the more you learn what you like and what you don't like. So you never know until you try and I think that that's something that's super special about childlike joy is the fact that when we're children, we're given this opportunity to try a bunch of new things and see what sticks, whether that be sports or arts and crafts. We're really encouraged to get our hands dirty and to try whatever. But when we're adults, we're a little bit more discouraged from that because we're assuming that you come into adulthood with some knowledge of your passions and your hobbies. That being said, your identity really is something that you create. And so it is completely okay to start a new passion project or find a new hobby at any stage or any age of your life. So really 
My second tip is just to try new things and to try new things often and to not be embarrassed if you're not good at something because you have to try new things to figure out what you like and what you don't like. My third tip is along the lines of trying new things, this also goes with trying new habits. And as I said, Project 50 completely changed my life and that's because I incorporated six new habits that I had never had before or not necessarily never had before because some of them were like eating and drinking and you have to do those every day, but in the sense that I had never been conscious about making eating clean and drinking enough water a conscious part of my everyday and a conscious habit that I had to train. Remember with habits that what works for some may not work for you, so it is really important to try out a bunch of things like different challenges or healthy habits that you see on the internet and that you can take what works in your life and leave what doesn't. So for example, if you keep beating yourself up that people have been waking up at 5am and they have like oodles of productivity and they have three hour days even before you wake up and they're supercharged on no sleep and meditation and all of these things and you want to try that level of productivity, just try it out. There is no harm in trying to wake up at 5am for a week straight and seeing if that works for your schedule. But I think what, again, we psych ourselves out with thinking that we can't make these big changes in our lives because we're waiting for some moment or someone to tell us that it's okay to shake things up. Well, I am here to tell you that it is okay to shake things up and it is okay to get off of your schedule and try different habits and see really what lifestyle works for you and also makes you feel like your best self. So you never know until you try. And so with the hobbies, also try new habits. And then my fourth tip is really, this is going back to the first one, but it is to do the thing that you're afraid of. So start the Instagram, start the project, start whatever it is, because that truly changed my life. And I have to tell you, like when I started Project 50, I did not know what I was doing at all. I kind of winged it, I stumbled my way through it, and I learned so much as I went, especially with like I was filming and editing one reel a day for 50 days, and that's a lot of content. So I learned a lot of tips and tricks, especially with like filming short form content, what I liked, what I didn't like, how to set up the best shots. But this is not something that I would have known unless I had that volume of content that I needed to produce. So it really was a huge trial and error. So changing your life, again, with like trying new things, is trial and error is so, so important. And then with Project 50, it also changed my life because it taught me consistency. And it taught me to continue to show up and do something that I knew would be beneficial for me, even if I didn't feel like it in the moment. Because there were some days where I really, really loved the project and I loved waking up before 8 a.m. and I loved doing my morning routine and I loved making sure that I got enough water. And there were some days I was like, I would rather do anything else than wake up before 8 a.m. and not be on my phone until 9. Like, I would literally rather walk through fire right now, but I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna show up for myself because self-love is discipline, so do the hard things, especially when you don't feel like it because it builds discipline and consistency. And as you guys know, I haven't been feeling the best in the past couple of weeks, so this is my big tip for how I'm getting out of a slump. It is to do the things especially if you don't feel like it because you know it's going to make you feel good and it is self-love. Self-love is discipline. 
Number five for how to actually change your life is to reevaluate who is in your life and making sure you're surrounding yourself with people who constantly inspire you and bring out the best in you. I think this is incredibly important. The people that I have in my life are very inspirational and we're all kind of on the same mental health journey and fitness journey and all of that. And so it's really, really fun because I get to talk to my friends about my PRs in the gym or something that I learned in therapy and we're allowed to have that exchange of information and that open channel of communication in our relationships that makes it feel like there's so much solidarity in doing what I'm doing. With changing your life, there's a lot of things that you're doing by yourself that no one's going to sit there and applaud you for waking up at 7.45 a.m. No one is going to applaud you for going to the gym every day. You have to be your own biggest cheerleader at the end of the day, and I know that sucks. <laughs> it sucks so bad because you want someone to validate how well you're doing, but truly, you have to learn how to validate yourself, and you have to learn to be your biggest fan. So I'm going to read a quote that I found on TikTok, actually, but it says that consistency is harder when no one is clapping for you. You must be your number one hype person during those times. Become your biggest fan. And it is completely true. Like with changing your life, it isn't some grand thing where you're going to snap your fingers and your life is going to look different. It is these small micro habits that you do over and over and over again. Again, especially when you don't want to, that's what's really going to change your life. And no one's going to be cheering for you day in and day out when you do that. So that's something that you have to find within yourself and build that self-discipline and build that self-love where you can be your own best cheerleader. It's really important, again, to surround yourself with like-minded people because, yes, I mean, day in and day out, you're your own cheerleader. It is really nice to have those outside people that will validate the progress that you're making and also are making progress themselves. So it's not necessarily that they are validating what you're doing, but they can also contribute to the conversation because they're on their own journey. And that is like, honestly, one of my biggest motivations is knowing that when I go to the gym, one of my friends is in the gym, or that I get to talk to them about some of my PRs, or I get to send my friends pump pictures. Like all of these things are really fun because going to the gym, waking up early, it's a very individual process, but once you can make a community out of it, especially with your friends, that's when it gets fun. And that's when the, when the motivation runs out, the community is still there to cheer you on, and they're there to help you keep disciplined and keep showing up for yourself. So with all of that being said, I want to make sure that you guys don't let your life get unrecognizable for you to make a change. If you're listening to this podcast, you're somewhat interested in wellness and in mental health and in bettering yourself, and I can see you and hear you and love you on this journey, but I hope to God that you don't let your life get unrecognizable, and you sit up and you look around and you're like, where am I? Who am I? What am I doing? It is okay to start making this change wherever you're at. It's okay if your life is unrecognizable and you want to make the change, but it's also okay if there's a small thing in your life that you want to change. Like you are allowed to start making these changes and taking back your power and creating the life that you want to live wherever you're at. And I wrote this in all caps, but I said, I love myself enough not to let myself continue to live like this. Whatever it is, that is making you live the way you are, where you really do want to change your life, know that loving yourself and having enough self-discipline to change your life is the greatest act of self-love ever. So I want to leave you guys with some takeaways. 
This is kind of a shorter episode, but I hope that this is helpful. I just wanted to like give you a little nugget on your Tuesday. So my final takeaway is that oh well is so much more important than what if. Oh well, that didn't work out, but at least I tried and I'm so glad that I knew that it didn't work out. Not a what if I did this when I was younger or what if I tried this or I wish I did this. Life is too short for what ifs. Life is too short for you to sit around and think about the things that you want to do and not do them. Because today was yesterday's tomorrow. So the only moment we really have is right now. Again, with changing your life, especially doing something that's like very publicly changing your life, like whether it's you want to start this Instagram or you want to start a project and you want to publicize this and it's not kind of like an individual thing that you're doing, remember that it's only embarrassing if you find it embarrassing. And with so many leaps of faith, it's only embarrassing until you're successful at it. Like people will be embarrassed until they realize that you're really good at what you're doing. And if this is your passion, if this is your calling, life is going to catch you when you make that leap of faith. So it really is only embarrassing when you start. And I have to say that everybody starts and it's awkward and it's weird and it's embarrassing. And it's very fun to document that process and look back at it, but it is so funny. Like I look back at the beginning of my Instagram and I am so embarrassed by the types of content that I posted. Like it was not at all like the content that I had now. But again, I couldn't plan my way into success. I found my style of content through trial and error and I'm still like evolving as a creator and I'm still kind of learning exactly what I want my dream life to be exactly how I want my Instagram to look all of these things but I can't plan my way into doing it and if I don't start now then life is going to pass me by and I'm not going to be there to be on that train I want to get on that train of life as early as possible so I can ride it for as long as I can and Truly, there's no better time to start than today. And whether that is just doing a little bit of back-end research, realizing what programs you need to use, what softwares you might need to use, maybe some of the most common mistakes and how to avoid them. But don't over-plan because you can't plan your way into succeeding at something. So it really is all about trial and error, and it really is about starting right now. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I really enjoyed filming it. Could you hear the passion in my voice when I talk about this? Like, I hope you can. I hope this translates well on the podcast. But if you enjoy my content and want to find more of me, I also have a newsletter that I talked about. It is called the 111 newsletter and it's hosted on Substack. So I will leave links for that down below. I also have an Instagram where I post how-to emotional content. So I will leave that down below as well. I'm also on TikTok, kind of, and Pinterest, also kind of, and Spotify, and Goodreads, and many other places on the internet. So if you want to find me, I'm all over, and I'll leave links to everything down below. I love you guys so much, and I hope you feel some solidarity on this bench. All right, I'll catch you in the next one. Mm